mean, we are so grateful. We're grateful because you have allowed us to see another day. We're grateful, Father God, for those that are online with us. We're so uh, grateful to have Sister Dolores with us this morning and each and every one. And wherever they are this morning, Father God, we thank you for their safety and their continued safety. We thank you for their health and well-being. And we thank you, Father God, that our hearts are knit together in the spirit, that we are touching and agreeing for our service, Father God, filled with your spirit, filled with your anointing. And we ask that our ears would be anointed to hear and our hearts open to receive, and that whatever is said will bring glory and honor to you and we just thank you lord god that your word says that they were all in one place and they were all on one accord and then the holy spirit manifested and so we're looking for a great manifestation of your spirit this morning we're looking father god to have miracle signs and wonders occur in the lives of those that are in attendance even now and even after this service is over Father god and so we just thank you in the name of jesus christ and everyone said amen 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 all right so we're gonna have uh, some praise and worship and uh, i need to say i had someone tell me yesterday Another one, I could uh, find another one if you like. Home to us, we try to fight battles that are way bigger. They just too big, but we try to fight them anyway, and we try to to do it anyway instead of doing exactly what God wants us to do, and that's turn those battles over to Him. So I gave this sermon a uh, uh, very similar. A couple of months ago and I was like okay God why are you putting this this on my plate why why are you having me do this sermon again and, and so I learned you don't question God you just do what what he tells you to do 
So I'm going to come out of uh, 2 Corinthians today. Let me get to my notes. Uh, because, you know, God got a, a way of showing you things. God's got a way when you think you know everything. God's got a way of showing you some things that you don't know. Because even as yesterday, you know, I started this uh, a, a week ago. And then yesterday, it even showed me on one of my podcasts where I had already gave this sermon. I'm like, God, why would I do this sermon again? He said, yeah, you gave it, but you didn't give it the way I'm about to give it to you. So he showed me some things yesterday, how that I shouldn't fight the battle, how I shouldn't fight the battle, that I should give the battle to the Lord because it's too big for me. And then I say, well, God, what happened if I started this fight? What happened if the battle was my fault? It was because of me. He was like, doesn't matter. I have been helping you fight those battles all this time. Don't give up on me now. So let's go to this. Uh, 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 let's go to Second Corinthians. Uh, let's see. Where is it here? Just because I had it all set up, it doesn't want to give it to me. So we want to go to, um, and the Lord said, Art thou, oh boy. Okay. So I'm going to uh, have to go to the Bible because I had it in my notes, but it just is not there all of a sudden. And that's just the way the enemy works. It, it doesn't want me to do this sermon. And that's why it kept saying in my, in my brain, why do you do this again? Why are you doing this again? So bear with me here for a second. So it's uh, uh, Second Chronicles 20. Okay. Wow. Is it Corinthians or Corinthians. <laughs> yeah, the enemy just messed with me today, but that's okay. I, I do remember what I wanted to uh, to say here, and behold, where is it here? And it came and it came to pass. Anyway, it's the verse that's a uh, Second Corinthians, uh, uh, chapter twenty. Verse, uh, I'm looking for it here. I just don't believe it. And I got so much distraction going on. Okay. But anyway, it's saying, okay. uh, ye shall not fight this battle. Let's go to 17. That's why I wanted to start off with. Ye shall not fight this battle. So the reason why I wanted to do that, you know, and, I, and I'm a little uh, uh, messed up today. You know, I had another incident at work while I'm sitting up in the office getting in, 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 interrogated once again. And it's about something that I joke with a person about all the time. We joke, we joke. And this person took it. And, and, and just took it the wrong way. This has been going on for months. I'm that type of person. You have fun with me. I have fun with you. I'm the person that worked that uh, everybody's down. I, I come out with a little laughter. I bring a little joy to an already miserable place. And so yesterday I found myself fighting a battle that I shouldn't have to fight. A person said that uh, uh, I said something to them and then I reached out and I tried to touch them. And I'm like, wait a minute. Yes, I did say that, but I've never tried to touch anybody. Why is this person saying this? And, and, it, and it bothered me so much and it bothered me so tough that it was deep in my spirit. 
and it was and, and I left out of this place with my with my stomach hurting and I was like wait a minute you already knew this person was like that you already knew that this person uh, had a lot of drama behind them why did you think you can play with that person even though they were playing with you See, God be trying to tell you something sometime and, and you just don't listen and you wind up getting in trouble. I'm not talking about y'all. I'm talking about myself. See, the reason why I'm, I'm, I'm having a little problem here today, because God told me to tell this story before I got into this sermon, because it has something to do with what I want to say today. Because sometime, even though you may have started the battle you may have started to fight and say, well, why should God help me out? I'm, I've started this. I one did this. Sometimes it's a little bit too big for you to handle and you have to turn that battle over to God. You have to give that battle to someone that can actually handle it because it's a little bit too big for you. The battle is not yours. The battle is the Lord's. Let me get uh, uh, back on track here. The reason why I know why I chose Second Chronicles uh, uh, 2 and 20, because the same thing happened to uh, uh, Jehoshaphat. So in Second Chronicles 2 and 20, and the first verse said, it came to pass that this also that the children of the Moads and the children of the Amods and with them uh, beside the Ammonites, came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat saying, there comes a great multitude against thee from, from beyond the sea on this side Syria and behold they be in uh there be within end I just is kind of messed up but I'm not going to let it stop me today so what that verse is saying is that you have this mass army that's coming up behind you Jehoshaphat you have all these people that's coming to attack the people of God and uh, you know y'all might hear I decided to do outside today maybe I shouldn't have I got a vacuum here I got talking here but I'm gonna continue and, and maybe and, and maybe that these people that's coming against you it's too many of them what do you do when you have a battle where it's just too many? See, if you go back two more chapters to Second Chronicles 18, you have to read that one on your own. The first time this happened to Jehoshaphat, he did with a man. He dealt with a man called Ahab, and he decided that he would go with Ahab and he would go out and fight this battle. But what happened was when he went out with Ahab and tried to fight this battle, he almost got killed. Matter of fact, in, in, in Second Chronicles 18. Ahab did get killed but what Josephat did this time Josephat didn't go to anybody the battle was too big for him to go out there and fight so what he did he went to the Lord and it says in verse 4 and and Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord even out of all the cities of Judah they came to seek the Lord and Josephat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the court and said, O Lord, God our Father, art thou now thy God in heaven and ruleth not over all the kingdom of all the heavens? And thine hand is not, not power and might so that none is able to withstand thee. So instead of going to somebody else and say, well, let's start this fight. Let's do it because they already sneaked up on us. This king needed an answer and he needed an answer quick. 
So he didn't go to anybody else because sometimes you try to go to other people. You try to go to uncles and aunties and you try to get the answer from somebody else when the only person got the answer is the Lord. And Jehoshaphat, by his previous experience, understood that. These are vast armies. These are armies of the Ammonites and, and the Moabs and, and, the, and, the, and the Syrians. I mean, this is multiple big armies by themselves, but all three of them came together to pull this attack, to get this attack going on. Have you ever felt like that? Have you ever felt like everything is against you? Have you ever felt like you being attacked? And then you try to sit back and say, well, I'm being attacked. Here we go. We finna fight back. But the battle, if you fight, you lose. If you fight that type of battle, you lose. You need help because the battle is bigger than you is. While I was sitting there yesterday listening to this uh, 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 stuff being, being put on me and being accused, it started hitting me, well, wait a minute, this person said this in a conversation with me that may have sounded a little prejudiced. This person said this in a battle, I mean, in a conversation with me. And I started to almost bring all of this out, but God was holding my tongue and like, nope, that's going to start more trouble. And see, I know a lot of people because I've been around for a minute and somebody else had told me from another store that person's a drama queen. Watch it. Way before this even happened. So God had already gave me the information, but I wasn't listening. So this was an attack that I couldn't prevent it by listening to what was already given to me, but I didn't. So I had already started the battle. Do I continue to battle? And I'm like, but Lord, what this person is saying could actually make me lose my job that I've been at for 13 years. I could lose my job because of what this person is trying to say that's not even true. And God still would not let me bring out the information I had against that person. The battle was not mine. But by me having that information, maybe later on down the line, that information might help. But right now, this battle is not mine. I have to give it to the Lord. I have to turn it over to him because if I try to fight it, it's going to make it worse. And I'm going to be in more trouble than I'm already is right now because it's going to continue. So I decided, and I mean, it made me so sick to my stomach that somebody that I trusted would turn around and do that. Has that ever happened to you? Somebody that you trusted, somebody that you knew was cool or you thought was cool, but they turn around and stab you in the back without a knife because words can hurt worse than a knife sometimes. And the reason why I'm telling this story, because sometimes even if you start the battle, you got to turn it over and give it to the Lord because you made that mistake. God knows we make mistakes. God knows things happen. But you have to turn it over. God knows that he's already told you. He's already given you the information and you didn't take it. Now you're suffering because you didn't take the information God gave you already in advance. But that doesn't mean you don't turn it back over to him. God wants his battles back. He don't want you down here fighting the battles yourself. He wants to give them back to you. Let me get back to the sermon. And uh, five says once again, and Jehoshaphat stood in, in, in congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord, our father, aren't thou God in heaven and ruleth not over all kingdoms of the heaven? And thine, 
and in thine hand is there not power, might so that is able to withstand anything, within anything. And it says in seven, art not thou our God? who this drives out the inheritance of this lands before thy people Israel and gave it to the seeds of Abraham dying forever. So what Jehoshaphat is saying is that you gave this to Abraham's descendants and you didn't just give it to him. You gave it to his descendants and this is forever. So why? Why are all of these people that we cannot fight? We don't have the power to fight coming against us right now. Why are you allowing these people coming against us? We've done everything. We're praying in the temple. We're worshiping you. We're doing exactly what we're supposed to do. We're not doing like the Israelites did and turning to false gods and false prophets. We're giving everything to you, Lord. Why are you allowing these people to come against us? Let me continue. <coughs> Excuse me. And going back to seven, art, thou, art not thou our God who this drove out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel and give it to the seeds of Abraham, thy friend forever? And I dwell within and have built thee a sanctuary therein thy name, saying, If when evil cometh upon us, the sword judgment persistence, and we stand before this house in the persistence. In other words, saying that we give all the glory to you, for thy name is in this house, and we cry unto our affliction, then thou with hear and help. In other words, saying that we're here praying to you, and we're giving you all the praise and glory. Now, we need your help. 10 goes on to say, and now behold, the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Sarah whom thou would not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and destroyed them not. In other words, you wouldn't let us destroy these enemies. You wouldn't let us take over these enemies. Now all these enemies come to attack us. Behold, in verse 11, it says, behold, I say how they reward us and come to cast us out of the possession which thou has given us to inherit. God has given this to them. Now these people come in to take it. 12 says, Our God, would thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that comes against us, neither know what to do. Our eyes is upon thee. Our eyes is upon thee. See, Jehoshaphat knew one thing. If he went against this vast army, he would lose. He knew one thing. He did not know what to do. He did not know what to do. Why? That's so important because a lot of times when we don't know what to do, we don't know to give it to God. When we don't know what to do, that is the best time to give it to God. When this situation is so big, and I'm going to continue to say it because I know it just don't happen to me. When the situation is so great and the situation is so big, we need to pray to God. We need to turn it over to God and not just say one simple prayer. We need to continue to pray about it. We need to continue to pray about it. God may hear you. God hears you when you pray. But sometimes you need to continue to pray about it. You need to let God know that I am serious. I'm turning this over to you and I am not taking it back.
I am not taking this back. Father God, I need to get off those drugs. I'm not leaving free at last until the nine months is up. No matter how bad I want to leave. No matter how what I want to do, I'm not leaving until it's up. God, I'm giving this to you because I have tried to do it by myself. I could not do it by myself. I could not give up that crack and that meth by myself. I needed help. And it wasn't only the help of me staying free at last. It was the help of me keep going to Bread of Life Church and getting prayer every Sunday. Every Sunday, getting prayer. The pastor looking at me from the flow up, toe up. Toe back with a giant knot upside my head and, and, and my mouth all messed up because of what those streets have done to me. Because there's a many a times that the enemy say, you can get out of here, leave right now. But God say, nope, you stay. This is the way you're going to get your help. See, what a lot of people don't realize when I walk into work, when I first started there, I had this giant knot upside my head. See, Pastor, you remember Sister Dolores, I think you was around at that time, too. I had this big giant knot upside my head. I looked like something other than what I look like today. God has been good to me. And I was the butt end of so many jokes up there. I talked about so much. So it bothers me to my stomach when people say something what I joked about because you talked about me so much. I had somebody come in and say, Richard, I was seeing the sign and it reminded me of you. And I'm like, what did the sign say? They said a bump ahead. And you know what? It bothered me because I had a big giant bump on my head that I had to look at in the mirror every day. But you know what I did? I laughed. I laugh. I've been the buddy in of so many people's joke, but when I say one, you want to jeopardize my life and you want to jeopardize my job. That wasn't my battle. I had to leave it alone. You know, I still got scars right today. Right today. You can see a big scar from that bump, but God took away the bump. So you can't talk about me no more and I don't look bad like I used to. So I have came above, so I need to not fight those little simple battles. And I need to go back and, and, and think. I need to think about those things that, that I was and what God has brought me to. Because I'm not the same yesterday as I am today. I don't do the things that I did yesterday that I, I'm doing today. You know what I mean, Sabrina G? We don't do that. You know what I mean, Sabrina Hale? For uh, uh, Dolores who don't know, Sabrina Hale is my daughter's mother and, uh, uh, and knew me back in Chicago before I even came to California before I even got here and, and there's some things that I am not proud of and I'm not just gonna go there but I gave all of that over to the Lord so I can smile today I can continue I have nice pretty teeth I don't have a mouth look like a box of chiclets anymore you know what I'm saying I can smile today so I'm not gonna let the enemy pull me back because that's what he's trying to do. I'm not going to let the enemy pull me back. I'm not going to let these vast armies of idiots pull me down. Because if you make friends with a fool, all you have is a fool for a friend. That's all you got. You know, you need to watch your surroundings. You need to check out the people around you. And you need not to be who you are sometime in front of some of those people because they don't understand who you are. They don't understand where you've been. They don't understand why you come to work with a smile on your face. See, I have people that don't like me because I come smiling every day. 
Well, I got a reason to smile. I don't look like I used to. I have a reason to get up and smile every day. I have a reason to go to work happy. I have a reason to sing, Lord, I want you to help me. And that's what I sing all day through work. And people look at me like, what's wrong with that idiot? No, what's wrong with you? I'm asking the Lord to help me. Help me on this journey. Help me on my way. Help me get through these vast armies that come attack me every single day because I am who I am. You know, but anyway, let me get back to my sermon because I would get deep and what God really wants me to tell you. And what he really wants me to tell you is these battles ain't yours. I don't care what your sister doing. I don't care what your brother doing. If you can't help them, pray. If you can't physically help them, that's because you're not supposed to. What you're supposed to do is you're supposed to sit down and pray for them and say, God, I'm giving this to you. Like somebody prayed for me when I was out there on those drugs. I don't know who it was. Somebody prayed for me because I didn't want to stop. That wasn't in my forte to stop. Somebody prayed me into those rooms. Somebody prayed me into the Bread of Life Church. And then when I graduated, People tried to get me out of the Bread of Life Church. See, I had the clothes, I had the fancy hats, and I could have went to the fancy church, but I knew where my blessings came from. And I knew if I didn't feel like putting on a suit, shirt, and tie to go to church, I didn't have to at the Bread of Life. I knew that somebody at the Bread of Life understood my journey understood where I came from because they had already dealt with people that was similar to me. So I didn't run from the bread of life. I stuck back there and, and I sat at the door as an usher and I just sat there even though God was telling me you need to come from the back to the front. You need to go from the dumpster to the pool pit. It ain't going to be easy and you're going to have some struggles, but I got your back, son. Anyway, here go my uh, rest of the sermon. <laughs> And uh, praise the Lord. I'm telling you, when you get all these tests that the Lord has put you through, you better turn them into a testimony. When you go through all these tests, what the enemy has to come against you and God has pulled you out, you better use it as a testimony. You better let somebody else know the goodness of God. Don't you keep it to yourself. Don't you keep the goodness of God to yourself. Let other people know because we are we are uh, 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 what do they call those people that got to tell on everybody? We are mandated reporters. We are mandated reporters to tell the good graces and the glory of God. We are mandated reporters. So I may not be getting, I may couldn't get into this uh, uh, from the beginning. And I may because I wasn't doing what God told me to do. Yes, we're supposed to talk to the, uh, talk about the Bible. We're supposed to get a word, but this is the word God wants me to give to you. This is what he wants me to tell you. Turn your testimony, turn your test into a testimony. Whatever God has brought you through, whatever you thought you couldn't get through, but he brought you through. 
all those things, man. And some of us has been there and done that. How do you be a drug addict for 30 some years and then trying to talk to y'all about the goodness of God? Because somebody prayed for me. Somebody brought me out. I got a little help and I got to tell you about it. But I, I do want to finish this. So I, I'm going I'm to keep on. And uh, 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 and it says, let's go to a uh, second Chronicles, I'm getting it together now, y'all, 20 and 10. And now behold, the children of Ammon and, Mo and Moads and Mount Seren, who, who thou would not let Israel invade, when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and destroyed them not. Behold, I say, how they renewed us to come to cast out thy possessions which thou have given us, which it says thou hast us to inherit. Our God, would thou not judge them? For we have no might against the great company that cometh against us, neither know what we do, what to do. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. When you don't know what to do, put your eyes upon God. That's why I had to read all that over. When you've done all you can, stand. When you can't do no more, you can't do no more. What's wrong with giving it to God? Give God a try. You can't do no more anyway. Plant your eyes on God. But here's my uh, 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 favorite part. I'm going to go. I'm going to end where I began. And that's 20. In 17. 2nd Chronicles 20 and 17. And the word says, Ye shall not fight in this battle. Ye shall not fight in this battle. See, God will give you the victory in a battle that you didn't even have to fight. He will give you the victory because you turned your will and your life and your prayers over to him. See, the enemy is going to try to stop it, but the enemy cannot stop what God has gave you. And it says once again, and then I'm going to cut this short. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourself. Stand ye still and see the salvation of the Lord with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Feel, fear not, not be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them for the Lord will be with you. For the Lord will be with you. So what God was saying is you don't have to fight this battle, but I'm going to give you the victory. I was going to stop there, but I want to show you the way that God works. Let's go to 18. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground and all Judah and the inheritance of Jerusalem fell before him, worshiping the Lord. Now, they got a vast army coming against them. They didn't go get no guns, knives, nothing. They bowed their heads and they prayed to Jesus because the guns and knives would not have helped against that vast army because remember they're coming against three big armies 19 said and the levites and the children of the uh co, co uh, uh Hanathis, and the children stood up to praise the lord god of israel with a loud voice on high 
they praised God and they praised him loud and high, even though all these people was coming against them. 20 says, and they rose early in the morning and went into the wilderness. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God, so shall we be established. Believe his prosper, uh, prophet, so so shall we prosper. 21 said, and when he had consulted with the people, he appointed them to sing. He appointed them to sing unto the Lord and that should praise the beauty of his holiness. As they went out before the army and said praise to the Lord for his mercy endures forever. And when they began to sing and praise to the Lord, set ambush against the children of Amot, Moab, and Mount Siren. So I'm going to stop there because I could be losing some people. But what I'm saying is they went against all these people in song and in praise. And you know what happened? The same thing that happened with Gideon and his 300 people. Those people turned around and started attacking and killing themselves. They started attacking the Moads, the uh, Ammonites, all of them started attacking and killing themselves because God took care of that situation. I don't know why my phone is doing this, but God took care of that situation. So they didn't have to take care of the situation because the battle was not theirs. That bottle belonged to the Lord. So, Pastor, I'm on uh, everything messing up today. I can't even see y'all no more. I hope y'all can still see me. Oh, boy. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, I got leopard on. Oh, my. Yeah, oh, yeah. I still yeah, got on the leopard. Okay. Back to the meeting. All right. There we go. Oh, boy. Yeah, the enemy is just. I'm going to tell you something. I'm just not going to let the enemy uh, uh, win today, you know? It's loading up. My Bible is doing everything but what I want it to do right now. And let's go back to y'all so I can see y'all faces. But it just won't let me do it. So I uh, bear with me for a second. But the whole point is today, y'all, what I want to try to tell you is that them battles, those battles, our children, our grandchildren, and, and, and all these things that come against us and our families, sometimes we just got to pray about it. Sometimes we just got to uh, 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 give it to God because there we go. Sometimes we just got to give it to God. There is absolutely nothing we can do. Absolutely nothing. If you're going to believe in something, why not believe in him? If you're going to believe in anything, why not God? Why not God? It's so yeah. many things that I am not amen, able amen. to do. And it's okay with me. It's okay to say, Richard, you can't do that. It's okay to say, Richard, this battle, why fight it? You can't win. And if you lose, when God closed one door, he'll open another. I was so scared. I'm like, wait a minute. This person who is a drama queen almost could actually make me lose my job. And I'm like, God, why don't I fight back? And you know what God brought to my attention? Maybe uh, it's time to check out those other jobs because you're too good for this one anyway. That's what was brought to my attention. See, when God closed the door, he opens another one. And I really hope that's not 
that I, I really hope that's not the situation because I've been there 13 years and I have gave up great service. I wish I had my <laughs> lanyard. I got everything that you can get, but you still want to say that this person who just got there, who has a history of drama from the other place, which I can actually prove that what you said about me, you also accused somebody else at another place. I got that information. It wasn't meant for me to give it. God didn't make me give it. But anyway, I don't want to continue on with this, but I do want everybody to always remember, man, don't be afraid to give up the battle because it ain't yours. Don't be afraid to say, God, okay, this is it. But the main important part, Sister Sabrina G, Sister Sabrina Hill, the main important part, when you turn it over to God, don't take it back. Leave it with him. Don't take it back. You can't win. Leave it with him. Going about offenses is going to come. Offenses is going to come every single day. So here's the deal. If you don't get rid of the offenses from yesterday, then what are you going to do with the offenses that are going to come today? So that means you got yesterday, tomorrow, you got all of them connected together, y'all. We have to get rid of what went on yesterday to survive what's going to go on today. Pastor, take it over because I will continue for another 30 minutes. <laughs> so go ahead, Pastor. See, the enemy tried to stop me at the beginning, y'all. The enemy, I'm sorry, Pastor, but the enemy was working on me. My stomach was growling. I was hurting and and I couldn't find the scripture. See, the enemy didn't want me to say a couple of things this morning, y'all. So it must be something that somebody over here on this Zoom needed to hear because the enemy did not want me to do this. And he did everything this morning to distract me. I had the uh, 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 something going on over my neighbors here. And I had the guy uh, uh, right over here talking so loud I couldn't hear myself. See, things was happening, but God said, nope, don't stop, continue. Okay, I'm shutting up now, Pastor. (laughs) (laughs) Well, praise the Lord. (laughs) And I was not laughing because, you know, I walked in your shoes. Uh, Somebody lied on me. I was actually the, the project director, and my person that I supervised lied on me. Had the whole office mad at me, and I had uh, uh, my boss told me I was tired. I needed to go on vacation. This is many years ago, and so I had a prayer group. God had just initially started me towards being in ministry, and I had this prayer group. We were meeting on Mondays, and I brought that thing to my prayer group. And let me tell you. When God got through, he got me out of there, Reverend, and then sent me to a new position paying more money. Got me out of the way, and then the same person that lied on me came to my new job trying to get me to lie for him, and I didn't do it. (laughs) And the whole place uh, 
the, 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 the executive director and this man that had been my co-worker ended up being fired by a uh, African-American woman that uh, took over. Uh, she was the president of the board, and she fired both of them. So let me tell you one thing. God will Yes, and you need to allow him to fight this, but you cover yourself legally. Don't let them just bamboozle you out. But you let God show you the time that you need to get out. And he is showing you something. So follow what he's showing you. You know, we've been talking about you looking around for another position. Sometimes God has to help us because we get stuck. We get stuck, it's comfortable, I know everybody, I know what to do, and I'll just ride it out. Well, if he wants you to ride it out, that's fine. But sometimes he's getting ready to take us to a higher level, and we just need to allow him to have his way and say, your will, Lord, not mine. And he will fight to that, but he'll also uh, get you to another place because sometimes people uh, take us for granted mm. and uh, God doesn't take us for granted. He doesn't want anybody else taking us for granted and he don't want us taking him for granted. So that's my addition to your sermon this morning. God bless you because that's a wonderful word that you brought and you gave an example with your own life and testimony. And so we're thankful for that this morning. And we're thankful for everybody that's online this morning. We, we want to pray uh, that God will continue to elevate you. You know, when you have these jobs, you know, you have to have the Lord with you. I was listening to that old song uh, last night about where the sister was saying, said, wherever you go, Take the Lord with you. And I don't know if y'all have heard that, but it's a whole chorus. She was saying, she said, wherever you go, take the Lord with Man. you. So, honey, wherever you go, that's for everybody. Take the Lord with you because Man. he is the one that can cause you to be triumphant over any situation, any circumstance. When you got children, adult children, it can be just like they own you. Your own, when they were when they were on your knee. My mother used to say, when they little, they on your knee, and when they get grown, they on your heart. And I know she was, I was on her heart a many a day before, you know, God just really sat me down and said, look, you need to get it together. You got children. You need to serve me and stop serving the devil. You know, so I'm just saying, don't uh, let them, uh, 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 violate your rights, but ask God what to do about some some new places to work because I believe that's what's being spoken to you. Maybe you need change, but we're gonna we're gonna pray. We're gonna touch and agree that this lie will be exposed. That's what we need to do. We need to touch and agree. That this lie that is being uh, told on the reverend is going to be exposed. So, Father, we are coming to you. And we know that the battle is yours. 
we know that you have all power in your hands. And we know right now, Father God, that you know the truth. And the Holy Spirit brings us to the truth. The Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth. And so, Holy Spirit, we want the truth told at Ikea. We want the truth to be known at Ikea. The person who has lied, we want that lie exposed. And we are touching and agreeing this morning that you're going to take care of that, Lord. And we give you all praise and glory in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And Father God, I lift up every person that is in uh, attendance this morning. And you know their needs, Lord. You know their needs individually, and you know our needs collectively. And Father, I'm lifting up them to you this morning. I'm asking you, Father God, to manifest yourself to that brother. I'm asking you, Father God, to reel him in, Father God. Put that hook in his mouth and reel him in and put him in his place in you, God. From the day that I first knew him, you had put him in his place. And, Father God, the harder he tries to get out of his place, I'm asking you to reel him in. He's a good fish, Father God, and we need him in the kingdom for good. And so I'm just asking you to move by your spirit, and I'm asking you to give Sister Dolores the peace she needs, and she can say to you, Lord, that the battle is not hers, and the battle is not men's, but it's the Lord's. I thank you for that this morning. Thank you, Lord, because I know you know the needs of everyone that is here this morning, and I may not know their needs, but you do, and I'm asking you to meet the needs of your people. I'm asking you to move by your spirit this morning. I'm asking you, God, to cause miracles, signs, and wonders to be done in our midst, God. Testimonies, Lord. Testimonies. We want testimonies of what God has done. And we just give you all the glory. We're not going to take any glory for ourselves. We're going to give you the glory. I put a hedge of protection over Sister Sabrina Hale and her children, her son, God, and all, uh, all of her family members that you keep them safe from hurt, harm, or danger. And Lord God, I'm thanking you for Sister Sabrina G, Lord, and her faithfulness and how you brought her, Father God, and you didn't bring her this far to leave her. You got more for her, more blessings. We thank you for the blessings. We thank you for open doors and whatever else she needs in her life and her family members, God. And we're just thanking you this morning because the Spirit, Father God, the Word killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. And we like the Word, Father God, but we like the Spirit with the Word. And so we give you praise in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So praise God. Thank God this morning for our Reverend Roberson and his wonderful reminder that the battle is not ours. And so as yes. we get re- ready to dismiss, I'm so happy to have you, Sister Dolores. We're here every Sunday morning. We're, we're doing Zoom. A lot of churches have began together. But according to the reports we're receiving this week, they may not be gathering long. I'm not trying to prophesy against them. 
uh, right now we are doing Zoom, so we're here on Sunday mornings. And even when we start gathering, I'm going to want to continue with Zoom because we now have members who are not in this immediate area. Uh, Sister Sabrina Hale has become a faithful member. And then we have prayer. We have prayer Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and Saturday at 7 p.m., Sister Dolores. And so I will send you notices if you so choose to join us. You're welcome. And with that said, I'm going to turn it over to Reverend, and he will have remarks and dismiss us. And Dr. Carson, I don't know if you're still on the line, but you drive carefully. She is coming from Southern California. She is driving that beautiful, I guess she's driving, I don't know if she's driving a 101 or 5, but anyway, just drive carefully. <laughs> All right, Reverend. All right. So, Father God, I just want to thank you this morning, Father God. I want to thank you for allowing us to gather, Father God, in your name, Father God, and gather safely, Father God, because as we gather here on Zoom, we're not worried about contact with other people right now or contracting something that other people may bring to church. So we're just going to thank you this morning, Father God. <clears throat> we give you all praise, honor, and glory, Father God. We thank you for each and everyone here and the families that's represented here this morning, Father God. Father God, as we uh, go on our, our week, Father God, we just ask, Father God, that you walk with us, Father God, that you be with us, Father God, and we know that you will, Father God. So I just give you all praise, I give you all honor, and I give you all glory. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. And everyone say amen. Amen. All right, I love you all. I'm so thankful for you this morning. Have a beautiful day and be safe and be well. All right, everybody. Good to see everybody. Take care now. Thank you for that sermon. I needed to hear that. You know what I'm going through. All right. All righty. All right, Sister Dolores. I'm coming by and get some banana pudding. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> you just let me know when you make it. I'll be there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Have a good one, y'all. You too. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. <laughs> Woo, Lord. Help me, Jesus. Amen.